0: the king. I don't know about y'all, but when we're singing up here, I'm singing with everything I got. These girls are probably thinking, I wish he would just be quiet. (laughs) And my greatest fear is that I'm going to leave my microphone on one day, and I'm just going to be up here belting it out, and y'all are going to think, man, what happened? I used to sound pretty good up there until today for some reason. I know better. Somebody else said that the other day. They said, man, Kevin can sing. I'm like, no, Kevin can't sing. (laughs) I don't know you were hearing somebody else, but it ain't me. I guess so, yeah. Compared to uh, somebody that can't talk, Kevin can sing good. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I don't think he cared. And honestly, I don't either, because I'm not singing for y'all to hear me. That's why I don't have my microphone on, too. (laughs) Let's not be crazy. Philippians chapter 3. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we start. Lord, I come to you one more time tonight, before we... Get into your word and Father, Satan would have me to believe a lie Satan would try to tell me I'm too tired Satan would try to tell me there ain't no point Satan would try to tell me a lot of things that would destroy what you want to do But Lord, I'm not going to believe the lie tonight I'm going to believe the truth I'm going to believe that there's always a reason I'm going to believe that there's always a way that we can get in your presence. I'm going to believe that you're the one that supplies the anointing. And Father, I believe that you're going to do that now. And I ask that you just move upon me right now and that the word that goes forth tonight would be the very thing you would have somebody to hear in this place. And Lord, I just ask your blessings over this word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 13. Philippians 3 and 13. And y'all ought to have this memorized. Rememorized, however you want to say it. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of. Of God in Christ Jesus. There's two things I want to talk to you about tonight, and that's pressing and seeking. In fact, I titled the message, Start Pressing and Start Seeking. You know, I've talked about both of these two topics separately over the past several months. but I want to kind of bring them together because I think they work hand in hand. What do y'all think about when you read that scripture that I just read there where Paul's speaking? When he says to press toward the mark, what's the thing that comes to your mind? When, When I think about it, the thing that comes to my mind the most is when I was in the army and we would do these road marches. And you'd have this big rucksack, which is just, you know, military turners for a backpack. You'd have this thing loaded down with all kinds of gear, and they didn't ever let you do it in shorts and tennis shoes. You had to do it in your boots and full outfit and usually carry in your M16. And you'd go on these long walks. I don't really know what the point behind it was other than just to see if you could do it, I guess. Because you might need to someday. But I, hear, I think about that, that what Paul was saying, and he said, press toward the mark. And I remember when I was on these road marches, and I would come to a, a hill, and about half, you know, it's always at the end of the thing too. And you get about halfway up this hill, and that hill starts fighting back. That hill does not want you to climb it. And you know what you have to do? You have to kind of lean forward. And you have to start just digging in with everything you've got. And you even start swinging your arms. In fact, they teach you that if you hold that M16 and start swinging it, that you actually build momentum. And do you know what else I would do? I would start extending my stride. I would actually start walking faster To get up this hill as quickly as I could. That don't even hardly make sense because the faster you go, the harder the work is. But I just wanted it to be over. I wanted to get to the goal. And that's what Paul is, that's exactly what he's talking about. It's pressing toward the mark. See, he didn't say casually walk toward the mark. There's a reason why he used that word press. And that's why I think of that. I think Because I, I feel that, that what I was going through there is kind of the mentality that Paul had when he said this. <clears throat> so I was pressing toward a goal. It just depended on what particular day it was. You know, sometimes the longest one I remember was 20 kilometers, which is a little over 10 miles. Man, that was the worst day of my life, y'all. That thing was long. (laughs) And I know there's people, probably somebody in here has walked further, but I'm telling y'all, it was not easy. And the thing that makes it even worse is you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's pitch black. And you're just walking. <laughs> and you know, it ain't bad at first because you're with other people. But as you go, it start, you start spreading out further and further. Before you know it, you're by yourself. And it's a mental thing. It's a mind game. But you got to keep pressing. You see, you have to You have to dig in and keep motivating yourself like that because there's nobody else around you to do it. You have to remember what what they have instructed you to do over the past several months or years and remember all these different little tricks. One of the tricks even was to wear women's pantyhose to keep from chafing. You believe that? I always thought they were just crazy. I ain't wearing no women's pantyhose. But you know what? I got (laughs) chafing. But there's all these little things that you have to do to keep yourself in the mindset of reaching that goal. And that all seems totally worldly. But that is not very different from what we need to do when we start pressing toward the mark. You see, there is a goal that we're after. And there is a certain mindset that you have to keep because you're going to look up one day and there ain't going to be nobody around you to help you. There ain't going to be even a visible marker to where the goal is. you understand that? You see, when you're out there in the middle of darkness and you got a little flashlight clipping that's bouncing around as you're walking, the only thing you've got to look toward is the little bit of road you can see in front of you and hope you don't make a wrong turn. In our Christian lives, our spiritual lives, we start pressing toward the mark that God has set for us. How many of y'all have ever gotten to a point in your life and you just you say, God, I don't know where you want me to go. I don't know what you want me to do. I want to serve you. But I I just don't understand where you you want me to go. I need guidance. Man, I've been there. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes he he lets you kind of get out there a little bit to see what you're going to do and to remind you that you need to be looking toward him. Now, now, the goal in our spiritual life is the thing that we should be seeking. Otherwise, I mean, why would you press toward a goal that you're not seeking? What does seek mean? It means to search for. Alright? So, you need to be seeking the thing you're pressing toward. Seek means to search or try to find. Psalms 27 and 4, and I've read you this before. I hope you all remember it. Probably, maybe not. It's been a while, but... Psalms 27, verse 4 says, One thing have I desired of the Lord. I'm not even going to read you the whole verse because it's just the first half that's pertinent. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. This is David talking. If you go back and read the first parts of Psalms 27, you'll understand what he's talking about. You know, a lot of times David found himself alone. A lot of times he found himself in a position where he had nobody to depend on but God. And he said, there's one thing I have desired of the Lord. See, I didn't read the rest because it doesn't matter what David desired. That's his desire, okay? He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. So you you need to know what it is you're going to seek after. You know, that's not only us individually, that's us corporately as a body. We need to know what it is that we're seeking after. So that when we start pressing toward it, we know where we're going. And we're all going the same direction. David understood what perseverance was. He said, one thing have I desired, and that's what I'm going to seek after. That's what I'm going for. You know, it may not even be just one thing for you. I've got a list of things that I want to see God do in my life. I've got, not only do I want to see God do, but things that I want from God. Whatever, it may be a spiritual gift or or a different way that God uses you. Whatever it is, I know what I want from God. And that's what I'm going to seek from Him. I'm not just going to be walking through my spiritual life willy-nilly expecting something to... Happen, You see You've got to have a, a direction And a desire What you want from God See God doesn't honor prayers Where you just say Whatever you want to do See God wants you to come to Him With a specific thing And say God I want to see you do this in my life God this is what I want from you It's okay though Ask God for something. It's okay to have a goal in mind, you see. That's what Paul was talking about. Having something in mind that you're seeking after from God. One more scripture I want to share with you is Matthew 6 and 33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What was Jesus talking about before he said that? What was what kind of things were he talking about? He's talking about clothing. He's talking about food. Remember, he said, "Take no thought for what you're going to eat. Don't worry about where you're going to get your clothes. Don't worry about tomorrow." But what did he say? He said, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God." Now, what does that mean? What is the kingdom of God? Anybody? What does it mean to seek the kingdom of God? It's hard to put that in words, ain't it? But we want to. We want to remember that scripture. We want to quote it. See, I'm I'm not trying to put y'all on the spot and make you look foolish tonight. I'm trying to show you an example of what I have to do. I have to look at these scriptures that I've thought on and quoted for so long and try to make sense out of them because I sometimes realize all of a sudden I don't really know what that means. If I try to put it in words, can I really express what it is I think that means? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. anybody think you're right I think when they talk about the kingdom of God it's talking about him as a king and everything that's under him and we need to seek his guidance for that the direction he'd have us to go for that and how he's going to use us in that but see what I'm trying to bring to light tonight is that we can real easily say we need to start pressing toward the mark. And we need to start seeking the kingdom of God. But until you truly understand what that is for you, how it applies to your life, you can't start pressing or seeking. You see, you may be living a life that says, I'm a Christian, And I go to church. But you know, you can do that without truly seeking God. You can do that and just show up and go back home and you haven't really sought God or pressed toward anything. So what we've got to do is understand what it is God would have us to be seeking after. You see, David said, there's one thing I've desired of the Lord. See David already had something in mind that he wanted. If you don't know what you want from God, you can't seek it. You can't press toward it. So us as a church, now look, I realize that some of this is my responsibility. It falls on me because I'm the pastor. I'm the one that has to provide some guidance. But you know what? It ain't just me, guys. We all got to be seeking. And when you think you understand what it is, then we need to start pressing. See, I understand right now that that there is something that God has laid on my heart that as a church body, we need to be seeking to help those in this community. So, now that I understand that, and that God has put a desire in my heart for it, like David, he said, there's one thing I've desired of the Lord. I have a desire now to reach these people. Guess what? It's time to start pressing. It's time to press toward the mark that God has set for me. Because see I can I can sit here and say all day long that I wanna help somebody, but until I get up and start pressing toward that mark that God set for me, I won't make any progress. And there's gonna be hills in between here. And there's gonna be times that I'm gonna feel like y'all don't care nothing about what it is God gave me a desire for. And I'm gonna feel like I'm alone. I got to keep pressing. And you may be sitting there thinking, well, I feel like God would have me to do this. And there's going to be times when you feel like you that nobody else in the church understands what it is that God has put in your heart. But you've got to keep pressing. Because when God puts that desire in there, that is when He is establishing the goal. He has set a goal before you. I don't know how many of y'all have prayed this deeply, but I know there's several of you that have. I don't know how many of you are goal-oriented. See, because I've never really been goal-oriented in my life. I never really had goals. I never really had a desire to attain a certain level of anything. But well, see, God will make you goal oriented. He will put something in you, and you get to a point where you say, There ain't no way to get Him off my back unless I start seeking this thing that He has set before me. And before long, it becomes such a great desire to see God's will done, you start having a heart for those people too. You start having a heart for them. And it's not just a drudgery anymore. It's not just being obedient to God anymore. It's a desire in you to, to see it fulfilled. That's a process. It takes time. But you know what? Some of these people don't have all day for Kevin to sit around and figure out what the goal is. Amen? Some of these people ain't got time to wait around on me to figure out what it is that God wants to do with me. You see, when I get so wrapped up in myself and that's all i focus on i'm not i'm not focusing on god and y'all i do that a lot too much before i know i think i'm doing right and before i know it i haven't even spent time with god but you know, you know the bad thing about that is it's not just that i need to spend time with god you know cuz that kind of stuff just kind of loses its flair after a while The bad thing is, is I'm hurting other people because I get so focused on myself and I quit pressing toward the goal God set. I lose touch with what it is God wants to do and I start looking at myself, I'm hurting other people. They're missing out because Kevin is thinking about Kevin. And it may not even be just me. I'm thinking about other things that are not part of that goal God has set for me. Y'all, it's time to start seeking and start pressing. We can waste a whole lot of time. You know, Paul wrote to, I believe it was the Corinthians. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but he said... said that he had been feeding them milk and it was time for him to start eating some meat. And what did he mean? He basically was saying, in totally different terminology, I've been babying you all this time. It's time for you to do it on your own. Now, I'm not telling you all that today, but I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking to my flesh, I've been babying you too long. It's time for me to press and keep digging in and even when everything else seems to come at me, keep pushing on. Keep pushing on. Start looking and examining my life and say, God, is there anything else I need to change? Man, I I have to do that all the time. I have to... Constantly refine myself. Constantly change myself. Because the closer I get to God, the more things come to light. That other people might look, well, that's no big deal. Well, that's a big deal to me. Because the closer I get to God, the more evident they are. But that's pressing, you see. I'm pushing toward a Goal. Paul said, it's not like I've attained perfection, but I'm pressing. You see? Pressing toward a mark.